Gentlemen, this is a special episode of the Cultural Vanguard with Orzy Douglas. Uh, this is not the beginning of season two, but in in deliberation with my co-host, my brother from another mother, Mr. Carter Bastion, who's with us here today out in Spokane, Washington. We decided that we had to reach out to our fans, to our community, um, and just kind of spread the love. Obviously, this is one way we where we can communicate with our loved ones and our fellow communion uh, people around the world and around our community. Um, and this is where we can, you know, communicate safely at a safe distance. We decided to, uh, this is like, once again, this is not the beginning of season two, but we felt we had to reach out and we will continue to reach out during this crisis. Uh, this is week two of the Corona lockdown here in California. Carter, how you guys doing over there in Spokane, Washington, sir? You know, we are about the same. Uh, so we have definitely had our, our fair share of struggles. Uh, as you know, Seattle was hit pretty hard. Um, and they have just recently announced that we're in official lockdown. But even before that, uh, things were starting to close down. Already social distancing, like kind of guidelines put in place. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty real out here. Gotcha. So it's definitely real. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, what the, what it actually looks like. Because I'm not sure how often people are getting out these days. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about that. But before we get into all that, let me kind of paint you a picture. Uh, Carter, I know we talked about doing the, the roses and thorns. I'm going to start with that. Guys, before this California lockdown ensued, I was already going to go on vacation starting that Thursday. Um, so I was already kind of, you know, wrapping up emails, wrapping up projects at work, you know, pick up the dry clean, you know, that, that kind of before you go to go to vacation mode type of errands. Um, and so when this lockdown happened, obviously I was disappointed that I wouldn't be, wouldn't be able to go home and see my father, but I understood that this was bigger than that. You know what I mean? I think we all understand that this is, this is unusual circumstances. So I could, you know, be the bigger man and say, I wouldn't be able to go see my dad and, my beloved March Madness was closed down, which is unfortunate, but, you know, a very small price to pay for our safety of, of the human race. <laughs> so and everyone who knows me knows that I'm like, I love my alone time. I have way too many books at my, at my house where people actually think I'm a hoarder of books, which is probably semi-true. Um, I, I actually had a bunch of articles that I was hoping on doing. There was actually a class I was hoping on finishing. So ironically enough, Carter, I was kind of looking forward in a weird kind of bright light in, in a doomsday world, looking forward sure. to this kind of being sequestered. Yeah, sure. And Carter, my thorn is this. <clears throat> I woke up the day afterwards. I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself one day of just being a bum, you know, sleeping in, da-da-da. I kid you not, Carter, I did not really get out of bed for about 78 days. Oof. Um, I did brush my teeth. I did take a couple showers, but that's about it. And it was, I'm, I'm a very, even though I'm a very independent person, um, I'm also a kinesthetic thinker. So and when I'm, you know, stuck in my small studio, 
and that freedom of movement is restricted level i'm kind of going downward spirally kind of like that miniature depression mode um uh, man it, it was that was definitely the thorn because i was looking forward to being quarantined and kind of going into hibernation mode and it was the opposite of what i thought it was going to be now sure. my my rose <clears throat> was definitely uh my friends i, I was definitely proud of myself for reaching out to my friends when we'll talk about this later and to my loved ones for for just kind of, hey guys i'm going through a tough pe- tough period um, so I guess the, the, the tip top of my rose for sure was me and my girlfriend, we broke the rules cause, cause we were rebels like that. Um, we actually got into the car and we went over to Marin County. We actually grabbed some in and out, got some cheeseburgers and we drove around the, the Marin Hills and saw the rolling hills and the, and the cows and the, and the horses and just got some fresh air for a couple hours. So that was definitely been the, 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 the rose so far. Yeah, and I want to I clarify, like, I don't even think that's breaking the rules. So I think taking a long drive, like, you know, getting together with, like, one or two close friends, if they're, like, really, like, basically family-level friends, uh, and taking a long drive or, you know, like, going out in nature, you know, trying to keep your distance from people, like, that still all works. You know, it's important not to not to let yourself get too isolated during all this. Now, Carter, well, let me ask you a question. You're a little bit more up on, on the rules. Um, even my girlfriend has been teasing me because I don't really watch the news that often, nor do I follow that many rules to begin with but here in california i think the rule is if they're not on if they're not part of your residence then you shouldn't really be hanging out with them is, is that what you is that is that the rules over in there in washington yeah i mean it's a little bit fuzzy so um it's important to keep in mind like i, I think the more that you're able to distance yourself the better so even things like for example i'm in a band we cancel band practice you know sure. we said like it's not worth it for us to like get together in a group of five people uh, but, you know, I've seen other people who are who are doing like live shows and stuff that are live streamed, uh, you know, so there's there's some level of interpretation. But I think the best guidance that I can give is just do as much as you can to distance yourself from other people. Uh, and, you know, like maybe for you, like, I mean, for example, like I'm still going up to see my family. Okay. Um, I'm still going up to, you know, like spend time with my siblings and my parents, uh, making sure to take care of them. Um, you know, but I'm going to avoid the social gatherings. I'm going to, you know, largely try and avoid other stuff that, that isn't necessary. Um, but that being said, I think, I think, you know, like you got to make sure that you're balancing taking care of yourself with also like taking care of yourself mentally. So making sure that you still get that social interaction, even if it's not necessarily the way that you would usually do it. Sure. Sure. All right. So it sounds like the, the West coast is still functioning according to the same rules relatively. Carter, can I, can you get me, can you give our audience uh, the, your roses and thorn thus far? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a good question. Um, I would say my rose is kind of similar to yours. You know, there's, there's a, a sense in which I'm looking forward to really having some time to focus in on, on, myself and on the things that you know like I, I think one thing that i noticed within the first few days of isolation uh of you know that kind of quarantining myself are like I, I realized really quick that like i need to spend more time outdoors you know and getting the chance to like really focus on on that you know going up to take a walk in the morning you know getting some sunlight you know still staying away from other people not walking out into public areas but just sure. taking a walk uh or going up to the centennial trail and and running on that, uh, you know, on the weekend, making sure to get that outside time where, you know, like even when you're kind of isolated, quarantined in your apartment, making sure to like at least get out enough that you don't go too wild. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Well said. Well said. And then as far as the thorns go, uh, I think 
kind of also similar to your, your scenario that you're describing is, is I think being separated from people, I tend to be a little bit extroverted. I get some energy from some, from some kinds of social interactions and, you know, I don't want that all the time. I don't want that every day. Uh, but not having it for extended periods. Cause I've been, I've been kind of trying to socially distance for a couple of weeks now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think after like a week of that, when I realized like, Oh wait, I really have to you know, not see people. I need to kind of like be a little bit more isolated than I usually am, not get that same social interaction, you know, started to definitely have a little bit of that, like kind of sinking down, losing energy. Kind of, I know a little bit of that depression, like you were talking about, um, where it gets, you know, hard to focus on the things that are important. Okay. Um, now help me Carter, help me out with my vocabulary here because you know my tech. Now, have you have you done one of those happy hour like Instagram facing happy hours with people before? Uh, so I haven't until I mean like yes. So so for my company, every every Friday we have remote tea time. So for those ah. of you who don't know, uh, my company is partially remote. So we do have a headquarters in San Francisco, um, but we also have. A bunch of people who are a couple people who aren't in san francisco myself included right. so every friday we'll get together and we'll you know like just sit there and have tea over you know like over a video call um and that's pretty normal for us so i'm used to that kind of stuff and i think one thing that's been a real bright side for me like uh you know kind of another rose here is that i have had friends who reached out to me uh who i haven't talked to in a while you know like people i've kind of lost touch with or like haven't been as close to as i'd like to who are living far away, who reached out to me in the past couple of weeks and said, Hey man, like, how's it going? Let's talk, let's catch up. Uh, so hopping on a, a video call with them, you know, just a FaceTime to, to chat and, you know, catch up a little bit, have a drink in our own respective apartments has been a real, a real boon. So I'm actually going to talk about two different, different things that you said right, right there, Carter. One is I did a few of those online group chats and yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's, and I could be wrong. And like I said, I was in a funk, so maybe my perspective was already skewed. But I think the first five minutes is kind of cool to see people and, you know, toast your homeboys with a Guinness or a glass of wine, whatever you're doing. But like, as opposed to you, when you're, you know, working with, with your, your company, right, you guys have a goal. Even if you guys are basically just kind of sipping on tea, like talking some nonsense, you guys still have some, some goals that you guys are talking about, right? Sure, sure. I think when people are cooped up and then they just get around and start talking on the video cast, it can kind of, I thought it was kind of depressing actually, because it was kind of like, it was just like so obvious how starved we were. Yeah. <laughs> Any type of communication, even though there was very little um, actual free flowing conversation, kind of like someone would say something and someone would say something over that. And then, you know, like, kind of leapfrog from two different two or two, two or three different different subjects oh um, sure i mean so one thing that i've done to like kind of counteract that a little bit is me and some of my friends from college we've been having remote movie nights ooh. right so we get together on this app called cosme so this is a new app uh i would highly recommend checking it out but it's basically what it does is it lets one person stream something and then everybody else can see it and hear it at the same time okay uh and on top of that you can also set up video so like for example, I can have my video going while I'm streaming Netflix, you know, watching a movie with my boys um, and you can hear each other chatting. Um, so that kind of like takes the, the idea of like a, you know, like a, a video call happy hour and actually puts a little bit of purpose to it is, oh, yeah, we're watching this movie together. We're sure. we're having a shared experience. Um, and that has been 
much better than just random, you know, like big group chats with a bunch of people in a video. I like that. I like that. Now, the other part that you mentioned earlier, Carter, that I think has been definitely been a, a, a rose, um, has been, you know, sometimes you're thinking about random stuff. But you actually, as adults, we actually have time to think about this stuff now. I have reached out to a few high school friends that I haven't spoken to in years. I actually sure. tracked down someone's number and I realized that I've had their number in, their, in my phone the whole time. It just was under <laughs> a, a, an old nickname that we, I hadn't called this person in like 20 years, you know. Um, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. You know, but as soon as I got the number, I, I started clicking in and it came up, uh, up, up under this person's nickname. Um, I reached out to an old fraternity brother of mine who not only is he hard to get a hold of because he lives half his time in Shanghai, the other half time in LA, but he's also uh, does a hip hop show and he's, he also does a lot of music production. So he's obviously on the road a lot anyways, but we've had the chance to catch up a little bit. And that was just a sheer joy. I mean, this is a guy that we did, you know, fraternity pranks together, went to, you know, roots and outcast concerts together. So this it was, it was, it was a, this was a, a happy uh, time colliding with this in, in space and time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the best things you can do right now is just reach out to people who you wouldn't normally, you know, like have the opportunity or the time or space to reach out to. Uh, I had actually a fraternity brother of mine reach out to me uh, just a couple of days ago and we talked and, and just had a great conversation about all the things that were going on in our lives. You know, we haven't seen each other in a couple of years, um, but, you know, like getting to talk to each other about all the updates and, and hearing what he's up to, all the exciting stuff going on in his life, like that was such a rewarding thing. Um, and I think, you know, like that's how you build those relationships that really last the span of time is, is just continually checking in with people, uh, and making sure that you're keeping up to date on them. You know, what? I think that's a great point card is that you really, even though we have all these different avenues to communicate with people, I think sometimes we, ironically enough, we always, we always feel very distanced from people. Um, I think everything from Facebook to Instagram to <clears throat> all these different avenues have, are great ways to stay in touch if you use it in a certain format, certain properly. But guys like myself who live a very metropolitan lifestyle, sometimes it's not as intimate as we need because um, we are so far away from our loved ones on a very continual basis. And I think this is the time which actually kind of, it's a cool time because, you know, you're just stopping to, to talk to someone real quick, but it's, it mean, right now because of, of this crisis, it means a little bit more. So if you actually choose to like, you know, stop and talk to someone right now, uh, whether it's on, on a Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter or whatever medium you're using, I think it just means a little bit more right now. Yeah. I mean, I want to kind of like dig into that a little bit. And like, I, you know, we're talking definitely lightly about this, talking about how, you know, like the roses and the thorns, but I think it's important to recognize like this is something totally unprecedented that in either of our lifetimes, we've never seen anything like this. You know, like this is a wild scenario and this is something that is you know unpredictable and un unprecedented uh and i think you know like one thing that i i definitely want to make sure people understand and that is kind of one of the reasons i wanted to you know like make sure we had a chance to talk to people today was like this is a very normal time to it, it this is a time that is full of a lot of uncertainty sure. uh and i think it's a very normal time to be worried it's a normal time to be anxious uh, and it's a normal time to, you know, like frankly be a little bit scared. Uh, and I think one thing that's really important to remember through that is that even though it is, it is 
terrifying. Like this is the most important time to be kind to yourself and to be kind to other people. You know, that, that I have to say Carter, that I'm very glad you brought that up. We we are going to discuss some ways um, on part two of this podcast, how to keep yourself in the best, you know, shape, both mentally, physically, and spiritually during this time. Cause like you said, this is an unprecedented time. It's hard to write a, a rule book for this. You know, this is not, I mean, we know how to prepare for earthquakes and thunderstorms and, you know, even hurricanes, stuff like that. But this is a very unprecedented time. So I think we should, you know, you know, throw out some tips to our, our fellow loved ones and our, our community of listeners. Um, but I'm going to keep it on a light note real quick before we close off and, and start uh, part two, Carter. Yeah. I totally understand, bro, when people are racing to the grocery store for like, canned goods for extra food extra stuff like that but i i I really want to know who was the first person who thought that hogging all the toilet paper was a good idea (laughs) seriously man i mean that is that is just wild no there is no scenario where, where we're disrupting the supply lines it's the same people who said hey go fill up your car with gas right now uh, because you aren't going to be able to in two weeks. That was two weeks ago. Supply lines aren't getting disrupted. Toilet paper is still going to be there. The only reason we're running out of toilet paper right now is because people are hogging it. No, that's my exact point, Carter. I mean, like, first of all, I mean, I'm sure people are eating a little bit more because they're at home, they're bored, right? We are probably not <laughs> deprecating, you know, at such an exponentially faster rate. That you were gonna, that you were gonna really run out, and we know that for every person who has their usual like little twelve pack roll at ho- at their house, whatever, or even their twenty four pack. I think right now I'm about to have a twenty four pack. You know, yeah. My girl, my girlfriend gave, gave me the, the, that that Costco double thing. You know, I've had it for a full <laughs> year, so now I'm like, you know, twenty four rolls left. You know, um, yeah. But you know, you know there there was like somebody like I don't know, I'm not sure who it is, but it probably has like. Like three closets in their in their in their entire apartment full of nothing but toilet paper, no canned goods, no books, not even clothes, just toilet paper. Okay, and while we're on this topic of people who are who are doing COVID nineteen wrong, uh, let's talk about the Florida spring break kids uh, who decided they were going to party like it's like there's no tomorrow, uh, and then a news story just came out that they all. Like a good number of them ended up getting sick right afterwards. And you know what? I got to say, that is doing it wrong. You were warned. Everybody knew. Like we knew two weeks ago, like, you know, like a week ago, it was clear. It's time to stop doing this. Why are you going to spring break in Florida? Like, don't go to Miami. Don't go to the beaches. Don't go to COVID-19 parties. That's some stupid, stupid idea. Like terrible thinking. Now I can, I can, I can guarantee you. Carter, that those kids were not either from the University of Michigan or from Dartmouth. I can guarantee you. Okay, <laughs> I know you can. I'm not me, so okay? sure. I'm not so sure. <laughs> because I mean, for folks, we all know that the point of spring break is to to get as close to as many hot girls as possible and to swap as much bodily fluids as possible. So, like, oh. spring break is the exact opposite of social distancing. That's not what you should be doing. Yeah, that is that is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> you know, oh, man, like, that's a great – I mean, I was laughing at even a week prior to that when it was, like, still kind of like – th- people were thinking about shutting stuff down. Like, no, we're actually just going to shut down the bars and the restaurants, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there's, like, I think it was the whole – 
uh, row of bars in like Memphis or someplace in Tennessee, something like that. I think uh, my good friend, um, uh, who, who's that Kid Rock, was like, no, me and my bars were not closing. I don't think he said that, but you know, he's a co-owner of a bar. And, yeah. you know, so you saw like this video of like, you know, 300 people in a bar all like arm to arm and probably spreading it like malaria. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I think the spring break one, that was just, uh, <laughs> you know, that's tough to read. It's, it, it's, that's the future of our country right there. Those are, that's, that's the next generation, man. Um, and for every single one of those college kids who went out, there were thousands of college kids who did not. Uh, and I commend those college kids. Great job. If you decided that you were going to skip spring break to do the right thing and, you know, like kind of social distance a little bit, good for you. Uh, we recognize that those kids are the exception, not the rule, but oh my God. All right, folks. You know what? I think I think we know what, what roles we're going to play in this. Folks, we're going to close out part one of the Corona Crisis, week two. Uh, you're listening to Cultural Vanguard with Orange Douglas and my good friend Carter Bastion. We'll be right back with part two. We're going to give you some great tips about how to cope and how to stay positive and stay uh, close with your friends. I might still have to talk a little smack because I'm sorry. This, this laughter feels good to me. I'm sorry. It feels good. Uh, folks, we'll, we'll be right back. Holla. In case you don't know, this lazy collabo. Yeah, talk fast, but really, I rap slow. It's hot out here, baby. It's always summer. Dark days, bright nights. Your point bring the thunder. Back from down under. Welcome back, folks. It's so good to be back with you guys. You are listening to part two of the Cultural Vanguard with Orgy Douglas. Uh, like we said before, folks, this is not the beginning of episode of season two. We just talked to my co-host, Mr. Carter Bastion. That we just had to reach out to you guys, show you some love. In part one, we kind of had some laughs, kind of got some some dirt off our shoulders, got some stuff off our chest. Um, but this time, we're gonna be a little bit more pragmatic in part two. Talk about ways to cope, talk ways about stay in touch. So I'm gonna turn over the microphone to Mr. Carter Bash and lead the way, sir. Yeah. So Orzy, I want to I want to start off by like talking about a couple companies, right? Uh, so I'm just gonna name some companies, and then I'm gonna tell you what they all have in common. So General Electric. IBM, General Motors, Disney, Burger King, Microsoft, CNN, Apple, all these companies, every single one of them was started during an economic recession, right? There we go. Every single company in that list, and these are some of the biggest companies on the Fortune 500 today, started during a recession or a depression. We're talking the Great Depression. We're talking the 2000.com bubble. Uh, we're talking the 2008 real estate bust. These are giant companies that were able to somehow come out of something really, really dark. And so I think the, the bigger point here, what we should kind of like take away from that, um, is that every challenge, uh, whether it's a small challenge personally or a global pandemic level challenge, uh, comes with a lot of opportunity with it too. Yes. So these challenges are not coming in isolation. And the thing that we got to remember is even though things are difficult and even though we do need to be kind to ourselves and be forgiving of ourselves, uh, is that this is also an opportunity and we can come out of this a lot stronger than we went into it. And so one of the things that's been top of mind for me for the last week, the last kind of two weeks as I've been socially distancing is trying to think of what are the ways that I can come out of this stronger than I went into it? What are some things that I can do 
that are going to help me, help my friends, and help my community be better after this than before. Now, Carter, just just, just refine your question, sir, because you had mentioned all these, you know, multi-successful companies. When, yeah. you ask, when you ask yourself these questions, are these more personal questions or are these more on the, on the business side of, of things? Yeah, they can be both. Uh, but I think, you know, like, and, and I'm thinking about this at the personal scale, right? Gotcha. So I'm thinking about this in terms of what are the things that you can do personally to become better, but they also do tie into business, right? Is, is when there is a giant change like this, you're going to see some businesses thrive. Uh, for example, Slack, Zoom, these companies that remote companies use a lot sure. uh, are becoming commoditized and they're going to come out of this really strong. And there's an opportunity for companies and organizations uh, to figure out how they can be more remote friendly in the future. They can come out of this better than ever. Uh, and I think we can take a lesson from that personally and we can do the same thing, uh, figuring out what we can do just to come out of this better ourselves. You know what? And I'm going to keep it at, 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 the, um, at the economic level right there for a, for a quick second, Carter, with your blessing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's going to take some real ingenious thought um, because obviously like we, and anyone who's ever hung around with you and you and myself, Carter, know that we're always firm believers that when there's a crisis, there's opportunity abound. But I think because this is such an unprecedented crisis that, I mean, obviously, like you said, a great analogy was Zoom. There, there are certain um, niche companies that are kind of going to pop up and really thrive. Um, but like what? But I, I don't think that when we get out of this crisis in, you know, let's say three or four months, let me just be realistic about where I think how long it's going to take. Sure. I don't think we're going to walk outside. And yes, I think people are going to go run to their favorite brewery and go run and, you know, their booty call they haven't seen in three or four months. I think they're whatever. Yeah, for sure. I think that will go back to the basics, you know? And I think even that job that you're maybe not so fond of, the first week will be kind of like, oh, it's kind of cool to be back, you know? But I do really think that I don't think society is going to reset all the way back to before we all locked ourselves in. I just don't, folks. Um, and I, I think this is going to be a fundamental change for everybody moving forward. Agreed. This changes changes the game a little bit. And I think it's 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 really to the advantage of those visionaries who can kind of predict what fundamental things are going to be different about the new society when we walk out those doors and are no longer afraid of the coronavirus. Um, oh, I absolutely agree. Uh, and know. I think there are other companies looking at that. Just to take this to a to a slightly more personal scale, from like the, the larger scale organizational level to the personal level. Sure. I mean, thinking about this economically, so that's, you know, like let's say that you're in a position where your job is one that requires you to be in the office, um, and now for the first time ever, you have the opportunity to do your job from home. Uh, that's a big opportunity for you professionally, because if sure. you can show that you can do a better job at home than you were doing in the office. They might let you do that forever. You might have freedom of location after this, right? Or here's another example. Uh, let's say that your job is one that like absolutely can't function. And let's say, you know, like the worst happens and you're laid off from your job. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you've been waiting for the right opportunity to start an internet business or to do some freelance work. Yeah. Maybe you've been up looking for the opportunity to jump into a new career. Well, this may not be the way you wanted it to go. This may not be the way you envisioned it, but 
like it or not, you're in a position where where you're kind of forced into that. And you do have the option of, you know, like you can sit around and wait or you can like hope that that job will be open when you're, you know, once you're out of this. Or you can get jumping and say, hey, now's the time for me to try something new. This might be the sign that I needed to really take off and try something different. Carter, I guarantee you within five to 10 years, there will be a book called The 101 Best Stories That Ever Came Out of the Coronavirus Crisis. Because I think there's people, um, and I made my friends who are like itching to start a new career, but this, you know, the timing's never right. Or, you know, they take their, their passion and their hobby up to the next level. So I think that there really is, this is the kick in the butt that a lot of people want, need or want, or the time and space they never had to, to kind of bring it to, to, a, to fruition. I also think that sometimes, some people don't react well out of fear, but they react well, well out of anger. I think there have been some, some companies who have treated their employees extremely well during this hard and unstable time. And I think there's been some, a few companies have been quite uh, disappointing to, to their employees. So I think there's some, some employees who are like, you know what? I never liked working for you anyways. I'm going to take the well, time out and just, you know, make that for myself. I saw a tweet the other day that said, from now on, whenever I'm interviewing at a job and they ask me, do you have any questions for me? My first question is going to be, how did you treat your employees during the coronavirus crisis? And you know what? Because that is a great question. And that tells you a lot about a company. It tells you about its character and it tells you about what they really care about right The there. reason why I love that question is because there are a lot of great hypothetical questions that, that go on in interviews, but because it's hypothetical, there's really, you can kind of have a lot, a lot of leeway. This is like uh, either you did something good or you did or you didn't do something good. What did you yep. do? And what did you do? Did you take care of your employees or did you look after your or your after your bottom line? Totally. So that's a great question. Or is he stepping back a little bit, getting into the pragmatic? Let's look at the personal level. So every single one of us is going into this time that's a little bit inopportune. Sure. Uh, no matter where you were at before this, this changes everything a little bit because you're stuck inside. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily in the house, but like you're a lot of the things that you could be doing day to day. Uh, two weeks ago, you can't be doing now. Correct. Um, so I have a couple, I have, I have five pieces of advice here, five tips for the best way to possibly come out of this. And Orzi, I want to hear what you think as well. Okay. For what are you doing to make sure you're coming out of this stronger than you went into it? Uh, so my first one is just to focus on the things that you can control, right? Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's out of our control at this moment. There's a lot of things that, you know, like we mentioned before are uncertain. But there are things that you definitely can control here, right? What you consume, you know, what you're eating. Sure. Like, you know, unless you're in a place where where the grocery stores are all sold out, which may be a reality for some people. Um, but if you're not in that position, you still have control over what you're eating, uh, how you're spending your time, right? Uh, and kind of like more broadly in consumption, not just what you're eating, but but also what you're allowing to take up your time and what you're allowing to take up your headspace. Sure. Uh, are you sitting there refreshing the news or Reddit or Twitter all day? Uh, you know, some amount of that is healthy, but if you're doing it all day, if you're just sitting there refreshing, you know, you're going to end up a little bit more stressed uh, than if you were maybe taking a break and, and getting a little bit less screen time. Right. Um, so that's that's kind of my first first tip there is just to focus on the things that you can control and let the other ones go. So number one, just to even get – I think number one is so important, Carter. It really is. And one thing that I've started to do is <clears throat> instead of just like having things that you want to get done, literally make a list because you, your your habit, your routine has been disrupted. So you have to make a new habit, a new routine. Um, oh, yeah. 
you know, so I think it's rather than saying, oh, I want to write some articles or I want to work out, wake up. So when you wake up and you look over at your nightstand, there's a list of things that you're supposed to accomplish today. I think every person who's ever retired from a job they worked for 40 years and the thought of like golfing every day seems so awesome. And then you talk to them a year afterwards, like actually it's not that cool is because we rely, ever since we were five years old, we've had structure in our lives via school, via sports, and then it's our job and our community and our community activities, so on and so forth. And now that we don't have that, we literally have to respect that we don't have that structure anymore. So I think it does help for a lot of people, including myself, according to your 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 step one, Carter, is to literally write down some goals, whether it's do 25 push-ups, 25 sit-ups, whatever it is, do your yoga poses. Read read two chapters of your book. Write one chapter of your own article that you're writing, or whatever it is. Right, you know what I mean. But I think getting some stuff done. So even if it, by noontime after you cook lunch, you can look back and see like you've accomplished something that day. Oh yeah, and it'll make the time go a lot less like slowly. You know, you it'll actually you'll feel like you're getting stuff done because you can control your schedule, uh, especially now while you you have all day. You have these 24 hours. You can control what you do with it. Sure. Right. And that kind of brings us into the second second tip that I have, which is take up a physical activity. You know, it is really hard when a lot of things gyms are closed down, you know, like even my my little gym in my apartment building with, uh, you know, an elliptical machine and some some free weights also closed down. Uh, So take up a physical activity that you can do, you know, maybe go for that run, maybe start hiking through the woods. Uh, Now's a great time to actually get out and see some nature. Uh, Another great option is is do some yoga. Uh, Orzi, I know you're a big fan of yoga. Uh, I just started recently taking it up a little bit with this app called Down Dog. uh, And they're free until like mid-April because of this. And so they said, we're going to make everything free uh, so that people who want to take this up can while they're stuck in, you know, in quarantine. I I, I really applaud number two, Carter, because I think because this is a stressful time. um, And one of the ways we do de-stress as a community is through social contact. So besides the financial pressures, besides the health pressures, a lot of our de-stressing, you know, ways have been taken away from us. So, but taking care of your health is a natural way. Exercise is a great way to relieve some of that stress. I know, like, I I know for a fact that when I was kind of going down the spiral a couple weeks ago, it was because I'm a kinesthetic thinker. And if I'm not moving my body, that means my brain's, you know, not working the right direction either. Also, I am, and I am a huge yoga guy, um, but for all of you guys, people who live in a small space, yoga is great for that. But another great exercise routine for people who live in a small space or who may not have access to a great trail, or perhaps you live downtown, so taking a walk is not always applicable, maybe at, later at night, yes, but maybe not during the day, is Tai Chi. Um, I'm sure there's there's a few uh, YouTube channels or anything on online you can look up to do Tai Chi. Tai Chi is usually a slower movement based exercise that really unifies both the body and mind. Um, and I think well, I think it'll it'll relieve a lot of people's stress. I think they'll so they'll be surprised how much of a workout it actually can be, but more importantly, how much of a de stressor it really is. So props, you know, uh, for uh, number two, Carter. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And I think like a lot of companies out there, especially the ones that are doing online stuff, are kind of recognizing the opportunity we were talking about earlier. And I think part of that is they're saying, hey, let's let's get people in here and show them what we can do. Uh, So I guarantee if you look it up, there are martial arts and Tai Chi 
like online classes that are, are right now going discounted or for free uh, that, you know, like you can try out, uh, sure. do a little trial and like try something new there. Sure. Uh, so tips, uh, third tip, and this one is really important to me is if you can, uh, if you can afford to do so, make sure to support your local businesses. Um, or is the, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of friends who are in the service industry. I have yeah. a lot of friends here in Spokane who own small businesses uh, we've shouted out them on the podcast before. Uh, and I have a lot of love for these small businesses here in Spokane and the people who own them. Uh, and I have seen a lot of my friends in the last two weeks get basically, I mean, it's not, they're not necessarily laid off, but a lot of the businesses are closing down and saying, hey, we aren't going to keep our doors open. We can't afford to keep on playing employees. There's no way. We don't even know if we're going to be able to pay rent. Um, and I think it's important that to the extent that we can, that we're making sure to take care of those businesses that are able to stay open, uh, even if it's just for takeout, right? So yeah. even if you don't know these businesses, um, give them a shot and make sure that you're supporting the people in your community that you want to see stick around. Uh, because that mom and pop shop, like that little, you know, like that little Thai food spot or, you know, like that awesome burger place uh, that you know that is just a local little dive they might not be open. They might not be able to pay the rent for two months, three months. If this thing goes on, uh, they might not be able to put that out of pocket. And if that's the case, they might not be opening up in, you know, like June, July, or, you know, later when we are able to reopen. Uh, so there's a good chance that if you aren't taking care of these businesses, they're going to go under. And I, you know, you got to make sure to do your best here to actually take care of the places that you want to see stick around. You know, Carter, that's one one thing I love about you, man. You always think both about the big picture and all, you know about the little guy and the big guy. I really appreciate that. And you know, I told you that um, me and my girl we went to drive out, drove over to Marin yesterday. Our goal was to go stop over by the Russian River Brewery Company. Uh, for you guys not familiar with them, they're the one who does the infamous Pliny Elder Brew, um, and a bunch of other delicious brews. Um, you know, we actually, when we got there, they did have um, bottles of beer for sale to go, as well as growlers and take out food. We actually didn't feel like eating there, obviously, but um, we just wanted to stay, go by there and say hello to folks. And I think just, I think just now the, the opportunity to interact with your local neighbor is so much at a higher gratitude vibration right now, you know, that grocery clerk that you never really thought to talk to on a daily basis. Now you're like, oh man, how you doing, man? And just because you're personally starved for some, some social, some social, you know, oh yeah, interaction. Also, no I, doubt. I, 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 Carter, I do think. I mean, one of my best friends is a is a barber. You know, um, so obviously his, oh, yeah. his business has gone way down. Are we allowed to shout him out by name? Oh yeah, man, Nils the barber, man, one of the best Nils barbers the barber. in San Francisco for sure. If you're in San Francisco and COVID has ended. You go talk to Nils. Uh, you make sure to talk to him because he will do you right. Nils will definitely put you on game for sure. If you have if you have if you have, if you have a hot date that you've been talking to on Tinder for the past like three or four months, and you haven't seen her in public. Go 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 to Nils real quick after this whole crisis ends. He'll get you ready for the date. He'll have you looking good, all your follicles included. Next time I come up to San Francisco, Nils is gonna cut my hair, uh, and I I announced it here first, uh, and these are true facts. Uh, Nils, I'm going to let you cut my hair. We're going to cut it short. It's been long for a while now. 
Uh, but Nils is going to be the one to do it. Only one I would trust with that kind of job. Nils the barber get, getting getting the getting Samson's real locks. Okay, this is interesting. But this is this we have you on on wax now, Card. You there's no backing down from this, sir. There's no backing down. I've been thinking about it for a while. We're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Nils is going to be the one to do it. All right, so uh, what, what's what's number four, sir? What's number four? Number four. All right. So, and this is a big one that we touched on a little bit, but reconnect with the friends that you've fallen out of touch with. Uh, we already talked about this a little bit in part one, but now is the best time. And especially if this is somebody that you know, if you know somebody who might be a little bit lonely right now, you know somebody who's living by themselves, or you know somebody who just moved to a new town, you know somebody who you know is going through a breakup, whatever, somebody where they might not have that social interaction they might not have that social network now is a really great time to retouch or to get back in touch with these friends could um, not agree more carter first of all <laughs> folks we all have time now and yeah also, I there's think, no excuse i think sometimes when 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 time and distance are both kind of obstacles sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to be like talk about what, what are we supposed to talk about with that person? You know, maybe you haven't seen that high school buddy in like 10 years or that college guy in five years and he you heard he had a, a, a got divorced or maybe you, you heard he lost a job. And so it's been kind of hard to reach out to that person because, you know, sometimes it's awkward. The, the, the great thing about this opportunity, folks, amidst this crisis is that we're all in it together. So we all instantly have... Something that we're all vulnerable about, we're all impacted about, it affects us all. So right there, it kind of alleviates some of that reasons not to reach out. And I, I really uh, really um, suggest to everyone to get, like, creative. You know, like, just, I mean, obviously you call your mom, your dad, call grandma and grandpa for sure. And then you call, like, your best friends from, you know, on the East Coast, right? But, man, I mean, think about that person that you always were cool with in high school but you never really talked to anymore because well you haven't seen them since high school um i mean go down that this is when you actually can go down that rabbit hole and find that person's number from way back and like hey whatever happened to you you know and now just make it a fun conversation so i think you're totally right about number four man stay in touch get reconnected and you never know whether even if you're being opportunistic on the job level or on the opportunity front, man, or that girl you'd never talked to in 15 years because she always had a boyfriend. Hey, man, you reach out to her. She might, she might be, you know, available again. Oh, yeah. And and also uh, another kind of on that note of, of reaching out to people, if somebody doesn't text you back right now, we're all stuck indoors. It's because they don't want to. There's no excuses at this point. If somebody, you know, if you're reaching out to somebody and they don't get back to you, you kind of know. Uh, they're not really interested in talking right now. They're probably awesome. not ever because if they're not interested in talking right now, I don't know what what will make them be interested in talking to you. Hey, dog! I was I was traveling all over the world. No, you weren't. Yeah. No, you weren't. Go home. Yeah. Uh, tip number five, and this is my last tip: uh, is is to take this time and actually devote it to learning something. Right. This can be a new skill. This can be a new job skill. You know, that thing that you've been putting off, like, oh, I should really learn how to do that. That would open up doors for me. Or it could just be something random. Read a book. Expand your range a little bit. You know, spend some of this new time that you have, some of this time that, you know, like you would have spent going out. You would have spent talking to friends in band practice. You would have spent at the gym. Take some of that time and devote it to investing in yourself, something that you'll, you know, be able to grow into a skill that you can use forever. Uh, or some piece of knowledge that you really cherish. Um, reading right now is a great use of time yeah. because 
it's easy to sit down and say, I'm going to watch Netflix for the next two weeks. But you'll come out of that two weeks and it'll be like the two weeks never happened. Right. Uh, And there's a lot of great television to watch right now. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with spending some time doing that, Uh, especially if it's, you know, taking a couple of days to really decompress. But once you get over that initial funk, you know, like spend some of that time in a way that you really feel you're going to feel good about once this is all over, once you're able to leave your apartment again. Carter, thank you so much for for the, the, those five tips. I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna gonna take those five tips and and put them in put them into my life. So next time we talk about this next week, and we'll talk about w- with our community about how the, you know they've impacted my life in a positive way. So thank you for that. The one thing I would like to um add, and this it's kind of I wouldn't say it's the sixth one, but it's really like a little bit of each one that you mentioned <clears throat> is that don't distance yourself if you are feeling lonely. Uh, reach out. If you have, if you're, there's a skill that you're trying to acquire, but you don't know how to acquire it, reach out. If you just need some social, you know, interaction, reach out. Uh, folks, I mean, we were by nature as homo sapiens, we are definitely, you know, human social beings, and that's not going to change, even though we have to be do it at a distance. Um, but especially for your your mental and your spiritual well well-being, reach out, folks. Folks, absolutely, yeah, folks. It's been so so good to get in contact with folks again today, uh, Carter. Thanks for joining us, sir. Um, Carter, you know we're gonna we're gonna touch back with our folks next week. Is there any last little things, any shouts you want to give to before you say signing order to our folks? Yeah, last thing: be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. That's it. Got you. I'm gonna give out shout out to a few things and people. Russian River Brewery, uh, In and Out for sure. Uh, Bear Republic Brewery as well. Uh, Carter, I think I think you had a nice little Gregor uh, Kegger growler from a nice brewery over in Spokane, Washington. What was that one, sir? I sure did. No Live Brewery, fantastic. Their Born and Raised IPA is unlike anything I've ever had. I just had it today and it is delicious. Okay, okay, folks. Also, um, make a dish that you've never made. Read a book you've never read, Med. You know, reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Folks, this has been the Cultural Vanguard with Orgy Douglas and Carter Bastion. It's been a sincere pleasure and honor to reach out to you this time of crisis and need. You've helped us, and hopefully we've helped you. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Love you a lot. Bye-bye.